The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. This morning, I want to I want to turn, if you would, to the book of Proverbs. Uh, last week, you may recall that uh, I mentioned that on our Wednesday night service, we've been preaching through the book of Proverbs. Now, we've been here 10 years as we've celebrated this year, the, sort of the 10th anniversary of the church reviving as it did. And at least eight of those years, I've been in the book of Proverbs. And so far, we've only made it to chapter 12. Uh, it looks like maybe in eight more years, I'll be almost done with the book of Proverbs. But but it occurred to me, we have, you know, we don't have a huge crowd on Wednesday nights, and it seems like we always have just a real spirited service and a lot of good practical learning and teaching from the Word of God. Uh, there is no greater practical book in the Bible than the book of Proverbs. Now, there's practical instruction throughout the, the Word of God. Uh, there's, there's everywhere you find, doc, you know, people say, I don't like doctrine, I like practical teaching. Well, doctrine is practical. Okay, it should influence your practice doctrine, what you believe about the Lord, what you believe about God, what you believe about salvation should influence and impact your daily life. And, and I trust that it does. But some chapters and some books are indeed more practically oriented than others. And that's the way it is with the book of Proverbs. This morning, I want us to look in Proverbs chapter one and verse seven to take our text from there. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. If I had a name for the sermon this morning, it would be, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. We're going to talk about fools this morning. And, and you know what? <laughs> I don't mean this to upset you, and I don't mean this to insult you, but I want you to understand that I'm talking about you <laughs> and me, by the way, because every time I point one finger out, I got three pointed back. See, the book of Proverbs is written to God's people. It's not written to the world out there. Yes, there's a lot of fools out there in the world, and some are mentioned here in the book of Proverbs, but primarily when the book of Proverbs says, don't be a fool, it's talking to you and to me because the, the truth of the matter is in our human nature, in our natural man, we are the greatest of all fools. The natural man, we're told in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Why? For they are foolishness unto him. There's no greater fool than the one who believes God is foolish. <laughs> There's no greater fool than one who believes the things of God are foolishness and rejects them as the fool always does. So I want to talk to you this morning, and I want to talk to your foolish man, that foolish side of you and me. I want us to understand that this is to us. It's not just to them out there. You know, we always like those sermons that's to them, right? <laughs> you know, I heard a story about a preacher one time that uh, 
had a lady in his congregation that he was trying to get her attention, and he pre he'd preach and preach and every sermon he'd preach it, thinking that she'd finally get the point. She'd come up to him at the end of every sermon and said, "Boy, preacher, you sure told him today, didn't you?" And then you know he'd preach on other he'd try to get another way to get to her, and he, he said, "I know I've got I know I'm getting her this morning," and she came up to him after the service and said, "Oh, preacher, I'm so glad you preached that sermon. They sure needed to hear it, you know." So one day. He came to church, and she was the only one at church. She was the only one there. He said, oh, I got her this time. I got her. I'm on, I'm on, I know what she needs to hear, and I'm going to lay it on. And, buddy, he laid it on. He preached about dipping snuff, and he preached about gossip, and he preached about everything that he knew that she was doing and all the problems. And when the sermon was over, he thought, man, there's no way she missed it this time. She came up to him after the service was over and said, Preacher, I sure wish they'd have been here because you sure told them today. <laughs> Some people, some people, sometimes we, we think it's all preached to the other person, right? And, you know, sometimes, I will, let, me, let me take you to the other side of the ditch. There's a ditch on both sides of the road. Sometimes people are too sensitive, and they say, well, he was preaching at me. Well, now let me just say this. Uh, Brother Buddy and I have talked about this before, and I think Brother Buddy's even preached about this. There's, the pastor is aware if there's a problem in the congregation, but I promise you never has a has, have I ever gotten in the stand and thought to myself, hey, Buddy Abernathy needs to hear this, I'm preaching at him, you know? Or, or, or Ralph Junkin needs to hear this, I'm preaching at him. I've never, you know, that's not the way the Lord works. But I will tell you this, I, I do, you know, some people say, well, he was, he was preaching at me. He was, well, if you think I'm preaching at you, I was, <laughs> okay? That means, that doesn't mean I intended to do it, but it means the Holy Spirit knew what you needed to hear and what I needed to hear. There's been a lot of times when I've gone away from the service when Brother Buddy's preached, when my, I felt like my toes were broken, he'd stepped all over them so much. Now, you know, I, and i got a little, another secret to tell you, too, that doesn't have anything to do with the sermon today, but uh, there's never been a time I've stepped down out of the pulpit that I haven't stepped on my own toes. <laughs> I haven't stepped on my own toes. 90% of the time, if not 100% of the time, when I preach something to you, it's because I need to hear it too. So just keep that in mind as we go through this. So I am preaching to you, you foolish people. <laughs> Uh, of which I'm a part, you see. See, the Lord is writing this to us. He's saying to us, yes, those of us that have been born of the Spirit, who are children of God, still have the capacity to be fools in our old man. So, so the message this morning is, child of God, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Now, I want to talk to you about what a fool is, and that's probably as far as we'll get this morning. I, I don't know that this will be a series, but, it, but I feel like it's going to take more than one sermon to, to go through this. But there are, I want to talk about the definition of a fool and the types of fools that there are out there. The English word fool and folly comes from the Latin word phallus, which means a bellows, <laughs> a bellows, Okay. It also describes a person's puffed-up cheeks, okay? Now, now, does that kind of give you a little, a little bit of insight into what a fool is? Uh, there's, a, there's a passage we're going to get to at, at some point in the sermon, Lord willing, that tells us that if we, even if you're a fool, if you'll keep your mouth shut, nobody will know it. <laughs> nobody will know it, you know? I mean, listen, I am as big a fool as anybody here. I'm as big a fool, a bigger fool than most people I know within my 
old Adamic nature. You know, I like to jump in the middle of fights. Isn't that, I mean, you know, most people, some people like to fight. I like to jump in the middle of fights. I like to, oh, stop it. We're going to, I end up fighting both parties. You'll see two people fighting, and I've done this before in my life. They'll be arguing, they'll be going, I jump in the middle of it, and the next thing you know, they're both jumping on me. <laughs> you know? In fact, there's a verse of scripture that talks about that. It said, He that passeth by and, and, and meddleth in a strife that's not of his own is, is, a, is one who takes a dog by the ears. You, you see a big old dog out there, you want to run up to him and grab him by the ears, you know, just like that. That's what you're doing when you jump in the middle of a fight that's not yours. But, but some of us have that desire. You know, I, I want to share with, I want to do, you know, sometimes it's a desire to be peacemaker, but sometimes it's just a desire to fight, you know. That's, we have that in us. And, and, um, but if I will keep my mouth shut, you'll never know how foolish I am. There's a lot of foolish thoughts that go through this brain right here. But, but if I just keep my mouth shut, you'll never know how foolish I am. You'll think, boy, he's a wise pastor. You just don't know me. <laughs> and maybe I've just been good enough to keep my mouth shut where you didn't figure me out, okay? But see, the word phallus, which is the Latin word, it's, it's for bellows. It's about, think about that. It has to do with someone who is, who is a windbag, <laughs> who is just full of air, but doesn't have any substance, you see. A fool may look like a giant, but when he opens his mouth, you realize he's nothing there. There's just nothing there. Now, in Hebrew, there are at least five different words translated fool. And each one carries a different connotation. And Lord, being our helper this morning, I want to go through these words. And I, I'm not trying to change or improve on the King James translation because I don't believe you can. But, uh, but, but it does help us to know what the Hebrew connotation of these different words are. And sometimes they're not translated fool. Sometimes it's scorner. Sometimes it's the simple. But all these are lumped into one category of being foolish. So I want to talk about the types of fools that we see in the scripture. The first type we see is the simple fool. The simple fool. Uh, that, that's found, that, that's a, a word called pathi, which simply, literally means silly or simple or foolish or open-minded. Open-minded. And, and the idea here is that this person is seducible. This person, person can be subverted in his thinking. And it literally, that word literally means to be opened up, to be opened up. The idea here is, is of extreme naivety and, and, the, and that a simple fool, one who is this kind of fool, opens his mind to any passing thought and opens his arms to any passing stranger. Just, just wide open. Now, I know in the world to be open-minded is praiseworthy. And I'm not saying we should be closed-minded in the sense of never open to any new ideas or new ways of thinking. Or, you know, you don't want to have, as they say, a mind like a steel trap. <laughs> Nothing gets in or out, you know. You certainly need to be open to the proper type of instruction. But the idea here is that you're not just open to everything. You're not gullible. You're not uh, uh, going to be uh, uh, pulled aside from the journey that you're on out of anything. Proverbs 22 deals with this kind of fool. Proverbs 22 in verse 3. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. Now let me stop right here and tell you. If you hadn't read Proverbs lately, I want to remind you what you'll find in the book of Proverbs. You find a lot of scriptures that contrast 
one thing against the other. Usually it's the wise versus the foolish. Sometimes it's the wicked versus the righteous. Sometimes it's the diligent versus the sluggard. We talked about the sluggard last week. But, but in this case, it's contrasting the prudent or the wise man. And, 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 and the word prudent there has the idea of being discerning. In other words, you don't just believe everything you hear. A prudent man foreseeth the evil. A prudent man is discerning. You know, I mean, let, let's, let's put it in modern terms. If you get an email that says your long-lost great-great-great-uncle in Nigeria has $20 million that you need to uh, collect, and all you've got to do is email them your bank account number back, and they'll send it to you. If you do that, you're probably not being very prudent. <laughs> the prudent man says, wait a minute. If it's too good to be true, it probably is. Or at least I need to be looking very closely at it. I don't just believe everything that I hear and everything that I see. So a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself. But notice here, here is, the, here is this kind of fool, the simple fool. But the simple pass on and are punished. The simple pass on and are punished. You know, the idea there kind of is, is of two men on a journey. And as they go down the road here, as they go down this pathway, there's a prudent man who looks up ahead and he sees, uh, uh, he sees a trap laid for those on this path. And he says, whoa, wait a minute, I better hide from this. But the simple man says, oh, no, that's just grass on the road up ahead. That's not some kind of trap that I'll fall through, you know. But the prudent man sees it, but the simple man just passes right along and guess what when he passes on he's punished because he was not very prudent you see the the simple fool that we're talking about here he's 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 dangerous to himself he's immature you might call it immaturity we see that a lot and, and, and let me let me stop here and say this too I, I really am preaching to you young folks this morning okay to some to a great extent I really am wanting you guys who are early on in your walk of life to, be, to pay close attention to what it means to be a fool and what it means to be prudent and wise. But, but guess what? It doesn't just apply to you young folks. In fact, I want to emphasize that the older folks, sometimes we, we get into trouble uh, worse than you young folks do. Think about King David. King David was in, probably in his 50s and he had lived a long life of acting wisely. He had, he had behaved himself wisely in every way, we're told, when he was a young man. He was a young, wise man, and he became an old, foolish king. Because when he was walking on the, on, on the ceiling, on the roof of his house, and he saw Bathsheba, as a young man, he should have known, and he would have known that he shouldn't go in under another man's wife. But, but in his older age... He forgot that and became foolish. My, my grandmother used to say, have a saying that was not in the Bible, but it's a biblical concept. It said, there's, there, there's no fool like an old fool. <laughs> you and I can, you know, it, it talks about the hoary hair. The, uh, the gray hair is, is, is a crown unto a man if it be found in the way of righteousness. But if it's not found in the way of righteousness, it makes no difference how old you are or how young you are. You're still considered to be a fool. <clears throat> but immaturity is, is a 
characteristic of this simple man, this, this one who passes on and is, and is punished. And I'll tell you something that came to me as I was studying for this uh, message this, this morning. You think about this kind of simplicity, this simpleton, this naivety. Where do we first see it in the Word of God? Doesn't it go all the way back to the Garden of Eden? Doesn't it go all the way back to Eve? Isn't it Eve that is sitting there listening to this serpent who is being subtle? This serpent who is slipping up on her, who is slipping things into the conversation that makes her think apart from the Word of God? God said, don't eat of the fruit because you'll die. The serpent says, man, it looks good. He's just trying to keep you from something. And you know, if you're an open-minded simpleton, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? I just want to encourage you young folks that are in college, that are in schools, be careful because just like the serpent beguiled Eve, you know, Eve didn't set out to break the, the, the law of God. Eve didn't set out to do wrong. Eve was led astray because she was so simple in her thinking. She was like this simple fool. You young folks that are in college, don't let the professors that have a, an agenda lead you astray. You need to have a foundation, and the foundation needs to be the Word of God. Because we all have a little bit of Eve in us. You know, I like new things. I like to be, oh, I've learned something new. Oh, I could be like God? Wow, that's, that's enticing to my foolish natural man. But Eve was like this. She was this simple fool. I want to give you another example of the simple fool. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 6, or 7 rather. Chapter 7 of Proverbs and verse 6. And notice what the man who's writing Proverbs has, uh, has observed here. He says, At the window of my house I looked through my casement and beheld among the simple ones. Here's that same word. That simple fool, I beheld among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths a young man devoid or void of understanding, passing through the street near her corner, and he went the way to her house, and the rest of the story is he ended up in destruction at the house of the strange woman, all because he was simple. He was a simple fool. He was immature. He was naive. He was gullible. He believed what she said. I've never known any young man who had an affair with someone that ended in disaster to ever come out of that and say, you know, I knew this is where it was going to go. <laughs> I don't even know of any older men. Uh, David the king. If you ask David on the night that he walked on the, on, the, on the roof of his palace there and he looked down to see Bathsheba, if you went to him immediately and said, David, let's debrief this situation. Let's talk about where you see this going. What do you think is going to happen here? He'd have said, man, it's just going to be a one-night stand. It's not going anywhere. There's nothing going to happen here. I'll be okay. Everybody says that. Everybody thinks that. We all believe when we begin the path, when we start on the path down uh, toward the, the, the sinful action or the sinful way of life, we all believe, oh, well, it's not too far. We can come back. Oh, it's just a few steps. Hansel and Gretel, they decided that they were going to go out into the woods and they'd leave a trail of breadcrumbs, right? We can get back. 
We can get out in the woods where we're not supposed to go, and we can come back. Isn't that the fairy tale? And that what they, they leave a trail of breadcrumbs, and guess what happens? The birds eat them up, and they can't get back. And you know the rest of that story. See, the fool, the simple fool, he thinks, it's going to be okay. These are just some new ideas. This is a new way of thinking, a new way of living, a new experience. And she told me it would be okay. <laughs> How many times do we see those things end in disaster? <clears throat> now, there is a remedy for this kind of fool. And in fact, for all of these, but let me just go ahead and share it with you. Back in Proverbs chapter 1. In fact, this passage gives us the, the remedy, or the purpose, rather, of the entire book of Proverbs. Chapter 1 and verse 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. So in other words, if you, the, the purpose of the, the word of God, the purpose particularly of the book of Proverbs is to give subtlety or understanding or discernment to this simple fool, this simple one who is open-minded and, and, and opened up to everything in the world. No, don't be, listen, be open-minded to the extent that you're willing to entertain some of these ideas, but always grounded on the Word of God. And that, because it'll give you subtlety and discretion. The simple fool, okay? There's another word that's translated fool in the, in the Hebrew. And this one is the silly fool. <laughs> the silly fool. And it's the, it's, the, it's the Hebrew word EVL. And it comes from an unre, unused root word that means to be perverse. And figuratively, it's talking about a silly person, a foolish person, one who despises wisdom and mocks at sin and is quarrelsome and even licentious, that is, uh, uh, interested in the, in the, in the baser uh, things of this world. What are the characteristics of this silly fool? Well, first of all, he won't listen to instruction. In verse 7, we used as our text this morning, Proverbs 1-7, it talks about fools despising wisdom and instruction. That's this kind of fool. That's this silly fool. It's, it's a greater degree of the simple It's like the simple fool uh, raised to the, to the next power. It's, it's an exponential uh, uh, increase of the simple fool, and he won't listen to instruction. Notice what it said in Proverbs 1 and verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You want to know where wisdom and knowledge begin? It begins in fearing God. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. So this, this, this silly fool won't listen to instruction. We're told over in Proverbs 15, 5, that a fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. Look with me over in Proverbs chapter 12. That's where we've been in. That's the chapter we've been in for the last two or three weeks, uh, two or three Wednesday night services. We're done with it now. But over in Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 15, listen to this. The way of a fool, and that's this kind of fool, this silly fool. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. He that is a fool 
thinks he's right in every situation. He that is a, this kind of fool can't be told anything. He can't be told that he's wrong. He won't listen to reproof and instruction. And by the way, in verse 16, it says a fool's wrath, that's the same kind of fool, a fool's wrath is presently known. Uh, oftentimes, when you catch this kind of fool in, a pro, in, a, in an error, uh, it gets mad about it. You know, you ever, you ever been there where uh, somebody, you, you point out, you need, sometimes you do it as kindly and, and nicely as you can, and they get mad when you point it out. They're mad because they're caught, you see. They're mad because they're caught in an error. Something else about this fool is that his, his lips, just like the other fool, but especially even more so this one, his lips get him into trouble. His lips get him into trouble. Look at chapter 10 of Proverbs in verse 8. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 8, The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. A prating fool shall fall. Now, you know what a prating fool is? It's one who keeps talking. It's one that won't shut up. <laughs> it's one that is, it, it literally, prating literally means to open the lips. To open the lips, okay? Uh, the wise in heart will listen and receive commandments, but a prating fool shall fall. I heard it said one time that the Lord gave us two ears and one mouth so that we would listen twice as much as we speak. I'm sorry, I don't always do that. <laughs> I'm not always the kind that does that. But I'll tell you this, a prating fool shall fall. That is, he shall, literally, that means to be beaten. <laughs> literally, that word fall means to be beaten. So uh, this kind of fool, his lips always get him into trouble. Look over in Proverbs chapter 27. Proverbs chapter 27 and verse, uh, verse 3. A stone is heavy and the sand weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. This kind of fool, as I've already said, gets mad easily. He's quarrelsome. And his wrath is heavy. His wrath is heavier than a stone or a bag of sand. It, it brings more trouble. It brings more problems than that. His lips get him into trouble. And when he gets into trouble, he gets mad about it. Something else about this kind of fool is that he mocks at sin. Look at Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 9. Fools, and that's this kind of fool. That's this Hebrew word. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. See, a fool thinks sin is funny. Now, I said earlier I'm preaching to you and to me. Now, I don't know about you, but I struggle with that one because oftentimes the comedies of this world have to do with sin. And I got to confess, I laugh. I have laughed at them. But I tell you, we shouldn't be making a mock at sin. We shouldn't be uh, enjoying sin. So what's the remedy for this type of fool? Proverbs 20 and verse 3. Look at, look at what it says here. Proverbs 20 and verse 3. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. So, so one thing that this, if you find yourself identifying with this kind of fool, that means you're going to be interested, you're going to be quarrelsome, you're going to be meddling in other people's affairs. Don't do that. <laughs> Just don't do that. You can control that. You may have the feeling, but you can not 
commit the act. And then Proverbs chapter 17, <laughs> which we've already referenced here, verse 28. Proverbs 17 and verse 28, just a couple of pages back, says, Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. You say, preacher, I, I, I identify with this. I feel like I'm kind of in this category sometimes. What do I do about it? Well, just to be quite blunt about it, you can keep your mouth shut. <laughs> you can be quiet. You cannot open your mouth. And people will not know how foolish you are. Listen, we, foolishness is, is bound up in the heart of a child, we're told. Well, and, and he talks, in that context, he's talking about the rod and reproof and, 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 and uh, chastening as a parent. But let me tell you, beloved, uh, that, that foolishness that's bound up in the heart of in your heart as a child is still there as an adult. But you can hide it by keeping quiet and not speaking it. The silly fool. All right, there's another kind of fool. Uh, there's another word in Hebrew used uh, that's translated fool or, or stupid or, or, or silly. And that's the, word, uh, that's the word kessel. And this refers to the sensual fool, the one who is, who is engaging actively in the sin of this world. And that word literally means fat, <laughs> literally means fat, and carrying the idea of fat and dull, okay? And, and, and figuratively, it means stupid or silly. It, it's referring to someone who's a simpleton, who is arrogant, who is, who is a dullard, and, which is an old English word that just means a stupid person, <laughs> a stupid person. Now, this kind of fool is obstinate and stubborn in his foolishness. Over in Proverbs chapter 10, in verse 23, it is as sport to a fool to do mischief, but a man of understanding hath wisdom. This kind of fool is always trying to figure out a way to mess somebody else up. Always trying to figure out a way to get into trouble or to actually to cause trouble and stay out of it. That's this kind of fool. In chapter 13, in verse 19, we read, the desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. Okay, Here, here's a fool who is engaging in, in, in evil activity. And, and just like the same way that with a, someone who is focused on the right things, it's a, it's, a, it's a sweet thing to depart from evil, to do the right thing. To that kind of fool, it's an abomination to quit doing evil. It's an abomination to quit committing these acts. It, it hurts their, it galls them. It hurts their heart to, to stop being a fool. This is an obstinate, stubborn, persistent fool. There's no mental deficiency here. There's no problem with his IQ. He's just determined to make wrong choices and rejects God's wisdom. He is a continually, over and over, committing these same acts. Proverbs 26, listen to this. It's a pretty gross statement here, but it's so true. Proverbs 26 and verse 11, As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returneth to his folly. If you've got pets, especially dogs, you know what I'm talking about. An old dog will go out, will eat something that doesn't sit well with him, causes him to be, his stomach to be upset. He'll go and throw it up, and then the next thing you know, he'll eat it down again. Go right back. I know that's gross, but it's in the Bible, and it gives us a good point. I mean, you think about that. You know, have you ever had the, 
You ever gotten sick when you ate something? I have. I've eaten something, and I usually know what it is. And I think about, okay, so I ate, you know, that particular kind of maybe a bologna sandwich or something. You know, I ate a bologna sandwich, and, uh, and I got sick later that night. Guess what I don't want anymore? I don't want bologna sandwiches anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I, how foolish would I be if I said, man, I ate, some, I ate some bad tuna, and it made me sick. Let me see if I can find some more <laughs> and eat some more of it. How foolish would that be? It would be the height of foolishness. But that's what a dog does, and guess what? That's what a fool, this kind of fool does. This kind of fool commits foolishness, commits wickedness, gets in trouble for it, has problems with it, and goes right back to the same activity that he was in before. That's this kind of sensual fool. That's the word there that's translated fool in this passage. And I want to say this. The Bible gives more warnings about this kind of fool than any other type. I counted up in my, uh, in my Bible app how many times this particular Hebrew word is used just in the book of Proverbs. It is used in 49 verses in the book of Proverbs. And it's, it's, there's more warnings in the, in the Proverbs particularly than about this kind of fool than any other type. This is the kind he keeps going back and back and back and doing the same thing And we're told that in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20 that this is the kind of fool we need to avoid. Now, it's not saying this type of fool is not a child of God. You, child of God, can be like this fool. Do you find yourself in the same situation, making the same choices, doing the same thing over and over and getting in the same trouble and having the same problems? You might very well be in this category. There's a way to get out of it. Stop doing that. Stop doing the same old thing. I've heard it said that the, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's insane, isn't it? But that's what we do, is it not? As children of God, even sometimes, we act like this kind of fool. But, oh, but, it, but it, when you see this kind of fool in someone else, Proverbs 13 and verse 20 says, um, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Literally, that means broken. Have you ever been broken or destroyed because of who you were running around with? That's this kind of fool. He says, avoid him. There's another Hebrew word translated sometimes fool, but most often as scorner. And this is the scorning fool. The scorning fool. The, the, the Hebrew word is a Hebrew word, lutz. And, and the primitive root of that word literally means to make mouths at. To make mouths at. <clears throat> I wish Meredith were here. You can tell her I, I used her as an example this morning. Because she told us as she got older, you know, Meredith was a pretty compliant child. But as she got older, she would tell us about things she had done behind our backs that we didn't know about at the time. But... She was telling us about one time when she'd been made to stand in the corner or do something like that, and Sherry had made her stand in the corner, and she turned around, and she stuck her tongue at her, made a face at her, and mm, stuck her tongue out at her. Not with Mom watching, of course, because that would have carried great, uh, uh, great punishment. But, but that's the idea here. That's the scorner. That's someone who's making faces at. You know, you've seen people before that somebody will tell them something, they'll turn away, and they go, you know, do something like that. 
That's the idea here of the, the scorner. And that's this kind of the scorning fool. Uh, and it means literally to scoff at or to make a mockery of or to be scornful. Psalms chapter 1 tells us about scorning. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1. We'll begin reading there. Blessed is the man that walketh not. Now, now we're talking about how to be blessed, but I want you to focus on how not to be here. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Notice here, that's that word, scornful. This man who is walking in the counsel of the ungodly, who is standing in the way of sinners, it leads to sitting in the seat of the scornful, and he is not blessed. The one that is blessed is the one that doesn't do that. And the idea is this derisive attitude, this, this derisive behavior. Don't we have a lot of that kind of behavior today? We see people flaunting their, their perversion. We see people uh, uh, just coming out and being uh, uh, completely opposed to everything God stands for, for everything God has told us in an open way. I, I know you and I all have secret sins. We all have sins that, that we commit in secret, but now we see people that are openly derisive of God and of each other. That's where we are today. And oh, there is, there is this kind of fool just won't listen to any instruction. Look over, and we're, we're here in Proverbs chapter 13. Go back with me to Proverbs chapter 13. In verse 1, a wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. That's that word there. That's that scornful fool. In chapter 14 and verse 6, a scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. But knowledge is easy to him that hath understanding. You know, you know who has understanding? He that fears God, you see. In Proverbs chapter 15, in verse 12, a scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go to the wise. You see, the scorner is one that won't listen to instruction. He won't pay attention when he's being rebuked. You know, we don't need to be that way. You know, in the, in the kingdom of God, in the church of God, there are times when we need to rebuke one another. We need to do it in a kind and a loving way. But, you know, that's the job of the pastor is that when I, when I see someone going down a path that, uh, that, that I know from the Word of God will end up in trouble and problems and even destruction, it's my duty, as, as no, if nothing else, as a watchman on the wall to come to you or to that one that is going down that path and, and, and to give them instruction and to rebuke them, in a sense, with the Word of God. And you ought to... We ought to be willing to take that rebuke. But the scorner won't do that. The scorner won't listen. Many of these scorners are in our criminal justice system today. Many are. All right, finally, as we bring this to a close, I want to talk about the last and the worst of the fools. And that's the stubborn fool. The stubborn fool. The Hebrew word for this fool is one you should be familiar with, especially if you've been here on Wednesday nights. It's the word Nabal. Nabal. The word Nabal means stupid or wicked. It's referring to an impious and a vile person. The idea is that they're like a stubborn animal. 
And sometimes, often, it's translated as brutish in the old King James, in the King James Bible, which is an English word that just simply means stupid. You know the most basic characteristic of the Nabal fool? You don't have to turn there, but over in Psalms, the 14th chapter, in the first verse, it says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. That's this kind of fool. This is Nabal, the fool. In Isaiah chapter 32, in verse 6, we have a really good description of this Nabal, this stubborn fool. In chapter 32, in verse 6, the vile person, that is the Nabal, the vile person will speak villainy. His heart will work iniquity to practice hypocrisy, to utter error against the Lord, to make empty the soul of the hungry, and he will cause the drink of the thirsty to fail. This is the Nabal fool. This is the same kind of fool. Over in, over in the book of Ezekiel, the uh, 13th chapter, we won't turn there, but the third verse talks about foolish prophets who, who are following their own spirit and not listening. They don't really have a vision from God. That's a Nabal fool. One of the best examples of that kind of fool is found over in 1 Samuel chapter 25. And this is one I've always thought was so funny, and I've told you on Wednesday nights many times, you young folks, don't name your child fool, okay? <laughs> Just don't do that. Because somebody, somehow or other, this man's parents named him fool. Now, maybe it was a nickname. Maybe that's what it came, out, came about because of his characteristics. But, but notice in 1 Samuel 25 and verse 2, it says, There was a man in Maon whose possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very great, and he had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. Now the name of the man was Nabal. <laughs> and that's this word that I'm talking to you about, this stubborn fool. The name of his wife was Abigail. Now notice the contrast between Abigail and Nabal. She was a woman of good understanding and of a beautiful countenance, but the man was churlish and evil in his doings. He was of the house of Caleb. This was a literal example of the stubborn fool named Nabal. You know the rest of the story. David was on the run from Saul, and he sent his men over there. He had been protecting this man and all of his property and all the things that he owned. He'd been doing it without pay. He'd been doing it without even being asked. And he said, well, surely he'll give us something to eat. So he sent his men over there for some supplies, and the man just, he just blew them off, and he insulted David, and David got mad and angry, and he was going to go down there and kill all those uh, that... Uh, uh, that were uh, in his household down there, and his servants heard about it. The, the Nabal's servants heard about it, and they knew what kind of man he was. And in fact, in verse 17, they told, they told Abigail, he is such a son of Belial that a man cannot speak to him. <laughs> that word, that phrase, son of Belial, is also a reference in, in, to, to someone who is a fool. So Abigail went down, and she went to see David, and she, you know the story, she talked David out of coming down there and killing him. And she did it by saying, you know, I, I love my husband. She didn't actually say that. She may not have, Brother Glennon. But, <laughs> but she was being kind to her. She was showing love to her husband. But she said, listen, as his name is, so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. What a literal example of that kind of foolish man. 
There's no real remedy for this one. You know it? In Proverbs 17 and verse 21, we read about what happens to this kind of man. He said, he that begetteth a fool, this is Nabal, doeth it to his sorrow, and the father of a fool hath no joy. There's only shame and sorrow to those around this kind of fool. Over in Proverbs chapter 30, we read a little more about what happens to this kind of fool. Verse 21, Proverbs 30, 21. For three things the earth is disquieted, and for four which it cannot bear. We need to be listening to this, right? There's four things that the earth itself rejects. For a servant when he reigneth, and a fool when he is filled with meat. Here we have a fool, a Nabal, who is prospering, in other words. And when that happens, even the earth is harmed by it. So let's wrap this up this morning. We've got five types of fools. <clears throat> now some of these types of fools may very well be not children of God. There very well may be some, especially the Nabal type fool, the stubborn fool that doesn't have any regard for God or man, may very well be someone who is not a child of God. But let me... Let me remind you that it can also be a child of God. Did you, know, I, did you know you can get so far down the path of foolishness that you can reject God? You can, you can declare, I know, I know one or two people in my life that claim to be atheists, that I believe are children of God, but they reject the idea that there's a God. They've, they've gone so far down the path. They're like the prodigal son who was always a son, but he was down in the pig pen at some point. He got all the way down in the pig pen, but, and then he finally came to himself. But, you know, until he came to himself, he looked just like the world. You and I can look just like the world, child of God. And when it comes right down to it, a fool is a fool no matter what the underlying word is. And here's the answer. Here's the answer to the question. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. And let me just say this as we do bring this to a close. Aren't you thankful that the Lord Jesus Christ looked down on our foolishness and determined not to just stay in heaven, not to just sit up there on his throne and castigate us for being fools, but he became one of us. He came down to this earth filled with foolishness. In fact, in Psalm 14 and verse 1, we're told that the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And then it goes on from there and says to us that uh, they're, they're, they are corrupt. They are done abominable works. There's none that doeth good. The Lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are altogether become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And Paul quotes those very phrases. In the book of Romans, as he's leading us up to that blissful and glorious 8th and ninth chapter where he tells us where our salvation lies. We are fools by nature, but we've been made spirit. We've been born of his spirit, and because we have now, we can serve him in wisdom. Don't be a fool.
be wise. Listen to him in the way to begin that journey. If you say, I've been a fool, preacher. I've been a fool all my life. I, I, I see myself as foolish. How can I, how can I uh, get over that? <laughs> how can I get over that? Well, first of all, if you've seen it, it's because the Lord has tendered your heart to be able to see it. And we find that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Fear the Lord. Study his word, and you can overcome that foolish nature that we all have. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.